On today's episode of Titus and Tate, it is Groundhog's Day, and if you know anything about that film, that particular film, Tate, starring Bill Murray, mm. father of UConn, assistant coach, uh, interim head coach there for, what was it? It was only one game, right? When yeah, but it sounds game. good. Yeah. It sounds provocative. Uh, Luke Murray. Um, Groundhog's Day represents the same thing happening over and over and over to the point that you get driven insane um and that seems to be happening with the number two team in the country tate because tennessee goes to florida after playing a great game against texas after we spent some time last show uh talking about how maybe we're working our way back into trusting tennessee um all of it's gone 67 54 at florida uh they're playing from behind the whole game what the hell is going on with the with the number two in college basketball is it a curse or do or or do just like every does just basically every team suck and Purdue has the luxury of playing a bunch of unranked teams because the Big Ten kind of sucks too. Does everybody suck? Is what I guess I'm getting at because I think maybe. <laughs> yeah, everyone sucks, uh, and even Purdue might suck, but uh, we we can't say that anymore because Purdue is obviously heads and shoulders above any, everybody else, so they're clearly number one, but they're number one of the worst. So what does that mean? <laughs> we'll try to sift through that. Uh, but Micah Shrewsbury, he said it. I think we have a simple answer now. Best coach in the country, best player in the country, best team in the country. Uh, you're, you're Purdue Boilermakers. I had a guy DM me after last show and said uh... – my God, dude, you guys talked about Purdue so much. Are we serious? And I, I, I responded, buddy, you think I want to do this? You think I sit down every day and I say I want to talk about Purdue? It, the, the, the rest of this country is giving me no choice, Tate. They're, they're doing nothing right. for us. I mean, Bama was exciting there for a second, and then they get stomped by Oklahoma. I mean, I guess, I guess it's got to be Bama as I think about it. I don't know. We'll talk about it. But it's like Bama, Bama loses by double digits because of their style of play. So I guess like. It's it, we're just gotta go keep going back to Bama. Is that it? Mm-hmm. Going back to Bama. That's like this. That's the theme of this podcast. It's just we're like going. whatever SEC team is hot is number two in the country. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, other stuff I want to talk about. The the Big East is just a barrel of fun, and I and and, and you know that I genuinely mean this because we don't even work at Fox anymore. So this is not me being a company man. This is just me being a man with two eyeballs in a brain. Um, I I can't get enough of Big East basketball right now. Take this Providence Xavier game. Absolutely wild. Uh, it looks like Providence is lucky again. And then Xavier says not so fast. The end of, uh, I think it was regulation, there were almost like three banked in threes in a row. It was the wildest sequence. And uh, it, it felt like something that only happens in the Big East. And and between that and then the Marquette-Villanova game, that was that was awesome. Marquette's, I, I you know what, I'm going to say it. Marquette might be the most fun team in America to watch, dude. And Chaka like Smart might be the coach yeah. of the year nationally. I mean, we'll see. Obviously, Matt Painter is, uh, you know, Micah Shrewsbury's pick. But Chaka Smart, he honestly, when I think of get-out-of-dodge situations in life, I'm going to start calling it the Chaka Smart. That, that's yeah. just the Chaka Smart. Get out of there, get clear, and have a better career and a better path. And there you go. That's the Chaka Smart. And also Sean Miller, as it turns out. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> maybe, that's why, maybe that's why the Big East is so fun. It's a bunch of coaches that, that – I don't know. Got out of Dodge. Maybe that's mm-hmm. it. And they're reinventing mm-hmm. It's good to get out uh, of Dodge. Uh, speaking of shock and smart, I want to talk about Texas a little bit too, because uh, Texas, despite losing to Tennessee, Tate, that was not a conference game. So Texas, uh, after beating Baylor on Monday, has found themselves. We're, we are halfway through the Big 12 schedule, nine games in out of an 18 team schedule, or an 18 game schedule, I'm sorry. Um, and Texas is in the driver's seat, Tate. Texas is at the top of the Big 12 standings. Texas. May or may not, I don't know, we'll talk about it, be the best team in the Big 12. Um, Texas has not won a Big 12 title since 2008. 
They have not won an outright Big 12 title since 1999. Their jerseys still say Texas, though, and that will always give you pause. So I'm I'm curious where we stand with that because, uh, yeah, the Big 12 is the best conference in the country, and Texas, as of right now, is number one in the Big 12 at the halfway point. And all I can think to myself is imagine if they had one of the best head coaches in basketball, mm-hmm. along with being the best team in the Big 12. And that is really the conundrum of Texas and obviously why we have to talk about them because it is uh, – you know, it's confounding because this team could be a national title Final Four type team. I still like him. I still like right. him. Uh, finally, uh, we got to do some frauds. Fraud Friday uh, because I, 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 full disclosure, I wasn't really planning on doing this this week. I was going to just take the week off, just be lazy about it. Uh, and then this Orange Crush versus the Iowa Athletic Department uh scandal do you want to call it a scandal? I, yeah. I think scandal's funny because it's scandal actually, sounds better. There yeah, are zero victims. Fun. Uh, right. and it's cracking me up. It is the perfect college sports story. And that, that prompted me to do just the fraud power rankings in general, because spoiler alert, we're going to talk about this at number one. I mean, I, th- this is, this is like a perfect story. And I'm, if you have no idea what I'm talking about, don't worry. Uh, but we have to talk about this orange crush versus Iowa story. Um, and we will coming up, but first Woody Durham. All right, what do we want to open with? Uh, I guess Tennessee. I guess the number two team in the country losing by 13 probably qualifies as a big story, but it's it's weird how we arrived uh, here in February, Kate, and it, it kind of feels like it's not a big story. It kind of feels like that's just par for the course for college basketball this season. Um, I, I, I want to hesitate saying it's been a it, – I don't think it's been a down year for college basketball because, like, if you actually – that feels like something that uh, is, is literally said every single year that you can find the, uh, the the news clippings going back to like 1846. And people were like, is this a down, right. year? Is this a down year in the Big East? <laughs> is it Victor Wimbanyama's fault? Right. If Scoot Henderson is had it, come and played college basketball, do you think we'd have a better if situation? Only, <laughs> yeah, if only Scoot Henderson was at NC State right now, he would have single-handedly saved college yeah. basketball. Um, no, I don't think it's that, uh, but it, it, it is worth discussing and we do it at various times throughout every season of just like, what kind of season is this? And what is the feel of this season? And where, where the, what's the vibe check on this season? And, um, I had to, I had to check on us, uh, in January, I, I had to do like a, a tapping of the chest because I, 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 I realized that we do that every year where, um, sometime around January, we're like, damn, all these teams might suck. So I wanted to hold off on doing that, uh, but now here we are in February, and my God, dude, we're like we really like we really we really can't find a team to hold on to the number two spot for more than a week or two. I guess I guess now Houston, you're back up. Uh, we'll see what happens there. Um, but yeah, it, it it's been a it's been a weird season in that regard because uh, it's just some of these teams like like a Houston. Honest to God, Houston, I guess might be the disappointment because I felt like Houston would just have a stranglehold on their schedule. And in some ways uh, they've like, like winning on the road at Virginia, you're saying, all right, well that's going into the season. Like that was going to be a game that you I circle like and say prob- probably, probably. Yeah, okay. Yeah. If, if that one goes the wrong way, you understand it. You can write it off. Yeah. But the fact that they're winning that game and then losing at home to temple that, that just gives you, 
that's makes you scratch your head. And Tennessee obviously is t- Tennessee is just Tennessee. I mean, I guess like that's on us for believing in, in Rick Barnes, <laughs> thinking that this team might be any different. But what the hell is going on with Tennessee? This, this is frustrating as hell, dude. Because they're I, I I was reading about like there's an illness going through the team, um, but the messaging with that like I, it, it it's semi vague. Uh, that that I I'm not even I, I couldn't really figure out what illness it was. It was just a like uh Tyreek Key and Plogic are are both sick kind of and some other guys are also maybe sick but it depends on whether they're winning or losing how sick they are uh it, it's it, the the messaging is unclear and as a guy that like wants to carry water for Tennessee I really do cuz that was like one of the big swings I took coming into this season with thinking that this Tennessee team is going to be different um I I I need some more clear messaging out of Knoxville because I I, I can fight the fight for Creighton. They said Cockburner had mono. I was like, say no more. Right. I got you. He's tired. I got you. He's fatigued. I'll take it from here. Yeah. He's tired, dude. I'll 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 do, I'll defend you. I got it. Um Tennessee, I it's like it's like we're they lose to Florida and and I mean they're not actually saying this. I'm just like trying to figure out what the hell's going on. And best I can tell, like cause Tyree Key and Plogic are are MIA. They're both just like, I don't know. They're they're completely different players. But they were also battling this illness. But then at the same time, like this illness is like spreading through the team, and it didn't seem to be a problem when they played Texas, who's a pretty damn good team, and they handled them pretty easily not too long ago. Um, I don't know, dude. I, I I'm just at a loss. I'm at a loss in general trying to make sense of what this season is, and uh, I hope you could do a better job. It is I the can. sickness Please about the frustration. You know, we talked about. I think it was our last podcast. We lauded the fact that Rick Barnes had made this decision to put Ziegler in the starting lineup. Uh, we, we said this was a great setup for both Tennessee moving forward and the fact that you have Ziegler in the game. Ziegler had a good game in this game, but for whatever reason, when Tennessee plays Florida, there's just it's almost a rivalry game. Maybe maybe some fans would say it is a rivalry game. So I I had a little bit a tinge of that in the air when I was watching a little bit of this game. Colin Castleton was the best player in this game. And when Key goes to the bench, he might be sick. But he might be annoyed, you know. I don't. I don't know if the sickness <laughs> is annoyance. I, I I can't put my finger quite on what's going on there. I do know that this felt like one of those games where Tennessee looks across and they say, "Oh my God, we're playing Florida," you know. And regardless of the situation, Florida is Florida uh, for for Tennessee. If that makes any sense to any fans out there, um, but. Florida has also been the resume win for so many teams this year. Like they've they've lost nine games, so nine teams have used Florida as their resume win. So for all those nine teams that are pointing to Florida, that was the best thing that could have happened last night. And it was yeah, UConn's back. UConn right. beat Florida's ass in Gainesville. Right. And they're like, we're, yeah, we're yeah, back. yeah. They're, they're like, go ahead and punch that up, net. Let's see what that one looks like now. Let's see how many <laughs> spots we move up. That is pretty much what this game was. It was a resume boosting win for nine teams and for Tennessee. I think you can, you can, you know, wash it away. I think you can say we're sick. Whatever you want to do. I've seen Tennessee. No, I, I've seen Tennessee at their best, and I appreciate them at their best. I'm frustrated by this game, but for whatever reason, this was the golden moment. This was the Todd Golden game. He needed his first signature win, and he got it at home in Gainesville. So there you go. Congratulations. I, I uh, this Tennessee team is breaking me, dude. It, it, they're just they're gonna break my heart they, they are that's they, all i know they're gonna break my they heart. are i mean because because all, all i've been looking all season is for for markers that this is different <laughs> is it just like little little examples yeah. that this time it's going right. to be different and every time i think i found one um a game like this happens where they they shoot 27 percent from the field mm. for the game tape against the florida team that 
is not exactly elite defensively. This it's, you're not looking at Florida saying, uh, "Watch know, out for that! <laughs> watch out for that defense!" Yeah, <laughs> watch out for that right. Florida defense. They're gonna teams go in there into into the into into Gainesville, but my God, they, once they, they hit Billy Donovan court, it's <laughs> yeah. different. Yeah. Um. 27% from the field, 5 for 25 from the three-point line. And and this this just happens like way too often where where uh the bottom falls out of the Tennessee offense and I don't know. I I I think I might be done with Tennessee and I you can make excuses, you could say that they they've been tinkering with lineups. They haven't had a fully healthy team basically at any point in the season it feels like. There's always like someone out. There's always you know, just wait till we get this guy back and we we figure out what this lineup will look like and this guy fully healthy. And that's been the story all season. I don't know, man. We're in February. I feel like I've seen enough. I've it, maybe that's just what this Tennessee team is. It's just it's always the what if, and it's always the we we're not quite fully healthy and we're not quite, you know. But but at the same time, we have seen them at their best. They look great when they're at their best. It's so damn frustrating. I don't know how Tennessee fans are doing it. I don't know, uh, because because they know what's coming. We all know what's coming. <laughs> and I think I might. I, a second dude, I don't, round I'm looking scare. At the calendar a second again. round scare is coming soon. Unfortunately, yes. I'm looking at the calendar again, though. I just said it's February, so maybe you are what you are. But then I'm looking at the calendar. I'm like, I don't know. It's early February. I'm talking myself back into it. Maybe there's still six weeks until the tournament. Maybe they. Uh, I, I I'm going. To, I know this. When I fill out my bracket, I'm going to take a big swing somewhere and. Talk me out of Tennessee. That's all I'm saying. Just please talk mm. me out of Tennessee because this was. I I wanted to believe in Tennessee and and the, the, I I I see the future, dude. They're gonna they're gonna do this again. They're gonna shoot twenty seven percent in the second round and and get bounced. And I'm gonna be shocked, Pikachu face. How like, did this happen? I mean, seven team assists, <laughs> ten turnovers in this game. If they play like that, and it the the good news about Tennessee, if you are buying in on Tennessee, as we've said a hundred times over, is that the defense will show up. The defense we have no problems with. We know that they're going to be in the game because of how they play defense. But if they have these dreadful, uh, dreadful shooting droughts, then what can you do uh, as a Tennessee believer? And that's what breaks your heart. And when I see Rick Barnes, there are times where he gives me Mac Brown vibes, where you know everything's right there. It should work. Of course, it's going to work. The schedule set up perfectly. You got two home games and a game against a you know a NI double A school. You're going to be great. You're going to win those games. And then you lose all three, right? There's a little bit of that with Tennessee and with Rick Barnes in general. So I don't want to put that on Tennessee. That's just what happens with Rick Barnes, where just when it feels like it's perfectly setting up, where it's a kind of a weird year. Anybody can win it. Maybe instead of six teams, they can win the title. There's 10 to 12 to 15, and Tennessee's one of them. This could be the year to get over the hump. There's just that little thing in the back of your head where it's like, but wait a second, I've seen this story before. I've seen this movie before, and that's what worries me about the Volunteers. Uh, is Arizona the team that needs is, – is it time for Arizona to step back up? Is Arizona want that smoke at the I don't think spot? anyone is wants Arizona... the smoke, I, honestly. And I think the only team that does want the smoke is Purdue because Purdue feels like they have earned the right to be the number one team in the country. In Matt Painter's mind and those players' minds, they're like, we we put in the hard work. We've done all the little things. We, yeah, right, we, we wake right. up at 5 a.m. to practice. You know, like they, they have earned the right to be the number one team, so they believe it. But every other team, it feels like once they get in the top five, once they get pumped up to number two, number three – they start feeling themselves. They start walking around campus. They're like, hey, we're number two team in the country. And then they get smacked in the mouth by going to Billy Donovan court. <laughs> 
So there you go. Make it make I, sense. That's why it's college basketball, though. That's why it's fun. Yeah, it's gonna be an awesome tournament. I mean, that much is clear. I just, uh, I, I, I guess like the issue I have with with what this season has has become at this point is we need Davids and Goliaths for their for the upsets mm-hmm. to matter. And right now, there really aren't any Goliaths. And and Purdue, as much as he's as, seven as, foot know, four, I, he's I Goliath. There is four, one Goliath, Goliath, and I and I see him, and I'm scared he might play Davidson in the second round, and that could be a problem. We'll see. But but there's nobody like nobody actually even Purdue fans. There, there's no way, and 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 this is this is actually a, a a check on the sanity of Purdue fans. There is no way on 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 the there's there's just no way that Purdue fans actually believe that this is the best Purdue team in the last hell. When when was the the Hummel years? Like those teams were better. Mm-hmm. The Jawan Johnson Hummel and Ethan Moore teams are better. Was better in this team. Um. So like that that's the that's the issue you have is like. Purdue fans, yeah, like Purdue is the the best team in the country and they're head and shoulders as of right now, um, better than everyone else. But then at the same time, you're like, I don't know, is it just because they're they're beating up on Big Ten teams? And at, and as much as you can point to Purdue losing one game by one shot, and that's it, and that's the only thing keeping them from being perfect, uh, they also almost lost to a lot of these bad Big Ten teams or mediocre Big Ten teams. So are we sure that they're even that good? I I don't I don't think it really matters at this point. Um, but it's just a, it's just been a, it's, it's a weird vibe because, uh, the, the, the ideal situation for me, like, I, th- I think the perfect, uh, college basketball season is 2015. I felt like that was, uh, th- that is to me what a perfect college basketball season looks like where, yes, you have Kentucky who's undefeated and talking about 40, and 0 from day one, um, which made it fun because, uh, you know, you could just always tune in and see if Kentucky's going to lose. And that's, that's a fun story all season. But it wasn't just Kentucky because the next the, the the next like group of like six or seven teams that year were miles better than the Red. Like it was it was a very top heavy season. And to me, like those are the best years where there's a ton of uh power at the top. Um and then amongst that it, it's it's splitting hairs as to like whether you know, like whether Duke or Virginia were bet was better that year. Maybe that's a bad example because I think Duke beat them in Charlottesville and Duke fans would be like we were much better, but um, like Arizona, I think was pretty good that year. Uh, obviously Wisconsin was, was great that year. Uh, the, Villanova. Having so, so many teams, Villanova had a great year. Like having so many teams that like lost like one or two games in the regular season or whatever it ended right. up being. And, and you're just like, Oh my God, all of these teams look very, very good. But Kentucky is also the big behemoth death star. That's just, you know, has to be taken care of for any of these other teams that have any shot of winning. Um, and then that made for a fun tournament because you still got like the surprise Michigan State run to the final four, you know. And NC State beat Villanova in the second round. We got the Piccolo right. girl. Like it was a fun. There were still like upsets, but for those upsets to matter, you need you need these like. Twenty twenty one. Twenty twenty one was right up there too, just with Gonzaga and the fact that they could go undefeated, and there was Baylor as well. But the unfortunate part about twenty twenty one was the pandemic, was, so it just made everything a little bit different. Like it doesn't hit the same. It was yeah, Mickey, it was Mickey Mouse. Mouse. Yeah, it was exactly. Mickey Mouse. Um. But as it stands right now, so Purdue, Bama, Houston are probably one seed, mm-hmm. right? Who else is the fourth? Like Kansas, Tennessee? I'd say Kansas. Tennessee still? Kansas? I'm just um, saying by the end of the year so when all things have settled, the dust has settled, I think Kansas will probably be there. Texas? Arizona? I don't know. Pick mm-hmm. your fourth. We'll, we'll go with Kansas for the purposes of this exercise. National Kansas, we'll give Houston, them yeah. 
Kansas, Houston, Bama, Purdue. Those are your four number ones, say. If I told you that two of those number ones didn't make it to the Sweet 16, how shocked are we? Yeah, my, my jaw is not dropping. I, I'm not dropped. Yes. I'm like, yeah. My jaw yeah, will okay, not drop. Out. <laughs> if I told you three, dude, I don't even know if I would be. I would be, like, mildly surprised. <laughs> right. I mean, you could, you you could know tell I mean? me, like I was saying, you could tell me 15 different teams won the national championship. And in a weird way, I could probably work my work the math backward and rationalize it and say, oh, yeah, I could see that. That makes sense to me. Of course they did. You know? Yeah. That's that's what's fascinating. Yeah, And I, and I think that's what's uh, that, that's the important distinction to make, I guess, is because if you're if you're someone like a, if you are a Purdue, say, and, and you're looking at this Purdue team and you're like, I, I don't know, is this Purdue team? better than some of the some of these other Big Ten teams we've seen through the years that have come up short uh in the NCAA tournament. I don't know. I don't know. Is Purdue is this Purdue team better than twenty fifteen Wisconsin Tate? I don't know. I'll let I'll let some other algorithm figure that out. For me, two thousand seven Ohio State, I think we beat mm. this Purdue team. I think we do. I think we beat them. But uh it doesn't matter. None of this matters. You don't have to be better than teams from the past you have to be better than the teams in front of you this year and if mason gillis has 29 points in 25 minutes i think that they could beat anyone in the country i dare i say if if that continues to happen at that clip if you get 29 (laughs) points out of mason gillis every night they're gonna win uh, the national championship i will say that you can put that on record um no it's it's just but but that's where i'm at with like this season and purdue in general like yeah all roads do lead back to purdue right now because they're the team that's number one and they're the team that keeps winning and 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 uh, it's, it's it's going to continue to be that way until something different happens. It might happen on Saturday. We'll see. I don't know. But for right now, like that's the discussion is Purdue is this team that is one shot away from an undefeated season as of right now. They have the best player in the country. Uh, and yet there's there's this this lingering cloud of doubt around whether they could. this is actually a team that can win it all. And like unpacking why that is like why why don't we just believe in this purdue team but then at the same time we also have to acknowledge that there's not really another candidate that's like arisen and said like we can definitely take on the brunt of the pressure of being considered the best team in this country no no other team can do it so like maybe it is purdue but then it's also not purdue because like (laughs) how could this so that I I thought about that when Tennessee lost, I was like, this this season is just it's going to be an awesome tournament. It is, but but like I said, part of what makes the tournament it's going to be an awesome in the sense of like the casuals who tune in and see uh, a big number next to one team and they're beating the team with the smaller number, uh, and they're like, holy shit, a fourteen over three. This is right. wild. Um, but the spread in that game is probably going to be three and a half mm-hmm. points. Mm-hmm. You know? Or, or the, tw- the 12 seed <laughs> might be favored. The 12 seed's favored, dude. Like, that's that's where we're at with college basketball. And is it because of the transfer portal era? Is it name, image, likeness era? Maybe, I guess. Like, I I'm, I might I might nod along and say, like, that's, that's where we've arrived is, like, all these guys switching teams and uh, there's no cohesiveness. But then at the same time, like, the teams that do have cohesiveness, your Tar Heels, like, it's not like the cohesiveness matters to where like it's you know so, so i don't i don't know what the reason is uh i, I maybe it's just scoot henderson i mean maybe that's that's ultimately or victor. the problem if, scoot if they both came, came to college if, if victor, i think we'd be all right i think we'd be safe yeah. it would feel like the greg odin kevin durant year that that's how we'd be in college basketball it would all make sense no i don't have a it's been a fun season man i don't i don't i don't want anybody to, to misinterpret what i'm saying here it's been it's been great i i, I do love the big east is so much fun 
The Big 12 is so much fun when you can watch their games and they're not on ESPN+. Plus. Um, yeah, what is that about? <laughs> what, why Why is... Uh, yeah, I don't know, I mean, I've seen Big 12 fans. Is this a new yeah. thing? Because I remember... I remember like some Big Twelve games being on ESPN Plus, but th- this is egregious. Like the the Kansas Kansas State game being on Big the ESPN Plus the other night, and like they they were they were promoing it. I forget what game I was watching. They're like, of course, coming up next. Here's here's a shot of Grady Dick warming up in Allen Fieldhouse. The big thriller we got a couple weeks ago: Kansas State Kansas, the rematch, the Sunflower Showdown, exclusively. On ESPN Plus. Subscribe today. Please download the app. Subscribe <laughs> for today. only sixty nine ninety nine for the year. Yeah. And folks, if you subscribe now, we will throw in <laughs> this brand new ESPN Plus fleece, <laughs> along with a coffee mug. Do you want ESPN swag? Basket. Do you love Big Twelve basketball? Log on now. <laughs> and a Dick Vitale bobblehead. That if you press this button, he says it's, it's awesome, awesome, baby. It's all you on ESPN Plus. <laughs> I don't. I don't know what's going on. This is. It's a. Uh, I. Somebody tweeted at us not too long ago. Why don't you guys talk about the Big Twelve more? And I. I responded. I would love to. I'm not subscribing. For, <laughs> I'm not subscribing to ESPN Plus. I just simply right. won't do it. And I did it as a joke. And then I realized, dude. Honestly, that's probably why we're not talking about the Big Twelve as mm-hmm. much as we should. Because so many of these goddamn games are on ESPN Plus. It's disgusting. It's also- it's, it's also a nice veil for the Big 12, too, because the uh, their reputation precedes them, right? Because we all know, you and I, everyone in the college basketball circles, every single analyst that you see, they're like the Big 12, heads and shoulders above. Look at Kim Palm, look at Torvik, look at all these different sites that say this. But we can't watch them half the time. So then you just see the final so score, and you're just like, <laughs> look like a close game. Look like a, look like a tough battle out there. That was a big win for Kansas, you know, and then you move on and you keep chalking it up. But if you see them and you watch them and you see uh, the the blind spots and the pitfalls, then you might say, hey, the Big 12, maybe not as great as I thought they were. Oh, I think so the veil think of all... viewership is the perfect way to be the best, right? It's kind of like Michael Jordan and LeBron when people talk about the, you know, we see LeBron 24-7. We have access to him all the time. Imagine if we saw Jordan be an asshole all the time, how we'd, how we'd color him in a different light. That's right. what's happening with the Big Twelve. They're saying let's let instead of getting more content, let's get less content. Let's let's have let's have people want to see us, or if they haven't seen us, let the reputation be what it be what it may, and let it precede us. The Big Twelve was Bill mm-hmm. Russell that you right. no one's ever actually. But look seen at the championships. Play, hear look at the title games. <laughs> yeah, look, look at the, at the title titles. games. We're, Big Twelve's like we're in every title game. Appreciate. Appreciate right. this greatness. Right. Uh, but and and they're already it. claiming Houston. I saw some big 12 guy tweeted at me the other day, and he was like, don't forget Houston. I was like, oh, wow. It's like big... <laughs> no, I'm okay with that because we the Big Ten claims Kansas. We won the title oh, nice. last year. Congratulations. Kansas is coming to the Big go. Ten eventually. We all there you know go. It, uh, Maybe that's so. the move in uh, the arms race of conference <laughs> realignment. You just claim other teams until they eventually become a part of your conference. Or your conference dissolves. You know, I mean, that, there's a chance that happens as well. If if uh so when the Big Ten gets UCLA, um, we're taking those titles, right? Like, isn't that part I of the per- so. like? Th- th- that's part of the IP right. of when UCLA. Disney we're, buys we're, Fox, we're they get the Simpsons. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah, that's yeah, how it works, right. right? Like we're we're not buying UCLA for the future. We're buying those titles. Dude. We're buying. I'm going to be banners. honest with you. If I had to guess why the Big Ten wants UCLA, it's for the John Wooden statue. It is. They, they want. <laughs> they want the John. They're like every other John Wooden anyway. statue is in Indiana, and we're getting that bitch back. That's pretty much. Anywhere, that's pretty much what they said. Anywhere in this world, there's a John Wooden statue. That school. <laughs> yeah, it has to be, has the, to Big be the Big Ten. Those are the rules. Um. 
Speaking of the Big Twelve, where 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 do you stand with uh with, with trying to figure out this this Big Twelve? Because I think the Big Twelve does have a a little bit of a problem where um if every single game is a heavyweight bout, <laughs> then which games are you know? It's like very. Like if, I, we talked about this with the NBA. It's like you tell me when it matters. You know, <laughs> you tell me which one of these. Yeah, yeah. You tell me which one of these teams are for real. I'm very NCAA. Because, I put the burden of proof on you to tell me when I need to get this figured out. Because I mean, Baylor Baylor's ranked what 11th mm-hmm. right now. Uh, they'll fall. They lost to Texas. Um, but they they had won I think six straight heading into that Texas game. Um, and you know Baylor Baylor's not a bad basketball team at all. Don't don't get this twisted what I'm saying here. Um, but Baylor's pretty obviously like a finesse jump shooting team, Tate. And I I, I they're fun to watch, dude. They're the Flagler and Keontae George and Cryer. Like who who doesn't enjoy watching Baylor play? They they, they play a beautiful brand of basketball. This is not a, a hard nosed Baylor team that uh, uh, that Scott Drew has had in the past that that you know got him over the hump and finally got him to win a Big Twelve and then eventually a national title. This is not that team. They're just they're, they they are a finesse jump shooting team. That's who they are, um, and they'll win a lot of games that way. But they're also like it, nobody's seriously looking at this team saying they're going to win six games against NCAA tournament teams right. in a row and win a national championship. Um, so with that. I'm, uh, you know, like I, I, I kind of know what Baylor is, but also they're ranked 11th. So then you kind of have to like respect that part of it. And Fran Fraschilla does an incredible job. I got to say, Fran Fraschilla is my favorite color commentator. I think in in college right. basketball, I think you. Fran really, puts I, in I, the I, work. I mean, you can tell that Fran knows every single player's backstory. He knows every single thing that they did before the age of 11, or you know, pretty much after the age of 11. Yeah. And uh, he's unbelievable. Yeah, he's, he's incredible. He, he really is. He's 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 like so it? perfect at at being a representative for the Big Twelve too. He's so good at like uh, fighting the fight for saying the Big Twelve is the best conference, um, but but doing it in a way that's not a. Uh, it's not demeaning it, to like, the. Like it, it, actually, it doesn't feel like he's trying to take a swipe. Like when the SEC talks about football, yeah. they're like, "You don't even belong at the table. Go go down there to the right, minor right, leagues." Right. He's like, there's a lot of great basketball out there. There's a lot of great teams, but the Big 12 is by far heads and shoulders above right now. You know, and you're like, all right, thanks. Yeah, man. Uh, but but it is hard as a neutral fan, a neutral observer, to figure out like which one of these teams is actually good because I, I, I sometimes look at the Big 12 and say, yeah, you guys, the, the, every single one of these teams is great, but also can any of these teams actually win a national title? Mm. <laughs> you know, like that. that's supposed to be the differentiator because – the Big East is deep, Tate. The Big Ten is very deep, um, and that like that's the calling card for the Big Ten this year. Is it's a very deep conference that that our twelfth best team will kick your twelfth best team's ass, you know. And everyone else is looking around like I didn't know that was something we we're supposed to have pride in. It's like, well, that's because you're not a real conference like us here in the Big Ten. Um, but the Big Twelve thing is supposed to be, we we are not only deep, but we have just just heavy hitters across the like the winning the Big Twelve title is going to be more difficult than winning a national title. And like I want to agree with that because the Big Twelve is the best conference in college basketball. But also you're you're, you're looking at it and you're like, all right, Texas can like te- Texas is up by one game right now. They're seven and two in the conference. Then there's a four way tie for second with Kansas, TCU, Iowa State, Kansas State. Um, then, then it's Bay- Baylor's next. I think you can draw the line of those top five. Baylor's not going to win the conference. Baylor's not going to win a national title. Again, Baylor's good. Baylor can have some fun moments. Baylor can go on a little bit of a run, Elite Eight, whatever. Baylor can still have a successful year. Baylor's not in the mix for me of winning a national title or winning the Big 12. Uh, so of those five, Tate, 
like how many of these are, are realistic national title contenders? How many of these are, are realistic big 12 contenders? Um, it, or is it just like a, they, they just play each other every single, you know, twice a week. And we talk ourselves into these teams actually being awesome. And we walk away and we're like, <clears throat> I don't know. I mean, like, is, is Iowa state really have a chance of winning a national title? Is that really something? I mean, if Caleb in? Grill gets hot, anything is possible. I have learned that. Uh, I touched the stove and I saw it uh, firsthand. So I, I, I will never write off Iowa State and TJ Otzelberger. But you're right. I mean, they're going to have eight of ten teams are going to be in the tournament. So that says something. They have six of their ten teams that are top 20 in Kimpom. That says something. That's usually our national title, one of our qualifiers, are they top 20 in Kimpom. So there you go. You have six teams that are top 20 in Kimpom. But if you're beating up on each other and you're just helping kind of increase that narrative, that growth around how great you are, it is it is concerning. And to be honest with you, the only team that I look at in the Big 12 and I say, oh, man, I, I, I'm scared of them in March. I could see them ripping off six straight wins pretty easily is Kansas. How much of that is? I know, jerseys, and that's the and that's part of the that's part of the the problem. And you try to you try to so, view it any other way, but at the end of the day, Kansas is the only one that really has me up at night. I mean, Baylor has obviously a lot of talent, but I'm just when I look at this Kansas team and I think of six yeah. straight wins, and I think of the coach, and I think of the talent level, and I think of the experience. I don't know, and I think they have a lot of depth as well. So uh, Kansas is the one. I think. I think Kansas State, uh, they've already mm -hmm. peaked. Um, this is going to sound disrespectful. It's not. It's been, Kansas State has been a Well, they, they awesome also have story. a coach of Kansas, the year, you know, Jerome Tang. Yeah, Kansas go. State has been a ton of fun. I don't mean to say that, that the wheels are going to fall off for Kansas State. I just – Kansas State lost by 12 to Butler, dude. I mean, like, can, Kansas State has – Get that has, team healthy think, and we'll see what happens. That's what that's saying. <laughs> If that if if, the, if Butler could just get healthy and right. make shots, boy, boy, I mean boy, that's what the else. Lakers have been doing. That's how the look Lakers do media. Yeah, um, I I think Kansas State has I yeah they 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 have pieces. They're fun. They're they're you know Jerome Tang can can be fun. I don't know how many how many more good things mm -hmm. do I have to say about them? Can yeah, get, get to the, the other part. part. Yeah, yeah, say, yeah. Which is turn the page. Uh, I I think they peaked, dude. I think I think being pretty good. And being a fun story was their destiny this year. And I think they're still like a year or two away. This machine, if, if you want to convince yourself that Jerome Tang is building something, this building a machine in Manhattan, whatever, uh, that he was he was the real architect behind Scott Drew and Baylor winning a national title. And he's taken that and he's going to build his own national title caliber team in Manhattan. Um, I think that's a year or two away. Certainly at least a, a, a next year. Like that's mm -hmm. not this team. That's not mm -hmm. what this team is. That that's 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 an unfair expectation to to put on this team. They were never that good. Um they were just pretty good and a fun story. Same sort of thing with Iowa State. I think Iowa State uh I I, I don't know. Like again, it, it sounds like I'm being disrespectful, but they they just like they remind me of like a mix of Maryland and Rutgers where they're very good and you have to respect them and, and they, they, they're a defensive minded team. And, um, but, but it kind of teeters on being ugly at times and I'm not sure you can fully trust the offense. And the, if you catch them on the right night, you can believe that they're, um, capable of, of doing something special. But also if you've, if you've watched Iowa state for stretches throughout this year, they're just, the, the, yeah, I don't, I don't, they're not final four good. They're just, I, I just can't get there with them. So, um, I think they're out. 
And then that leaves TCU, Kansas, and Texas. I think those are like the three teams that, that you can actually talk about as like doing something special in March. Uh, TCU, to me, I think TCU is the best team in the Big 12, uh, talent-wise. I think you 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 switch all the jerseys. You put TCU in Kansas jerseys. I don't think anyone right. bats an eye at the idea of them being the best team in the Big 12. Um, the issue is TCU, like Tennessee, has spent the entire season trying to get healthy, trying to get everybody uh, – trying to get their full team to play one game together, just one. And I think they did for the Iowa state game and they lost at home by two. <laughs> um, but TCU has been all over the place with, with Mike miles has been injured like five different times. It feels like, and Eddie Lampkin sprains his ankle and Micah Peavy's had a back issue. And I think Emmanuel Miller had a back issue at one point and Damian ball. Uh, he started this season suspended, mm-hmm. right? Um, they've just been like, it's it, it, now the good news is, They've built some depth with that. Having having these guys, they brought back all five starters from last year. Uh, their bench has got more depth as the, the they or got more experience as the year has gone on. So like you could talk yourself into TCU if they can get healthy and get it all together. Um, they will have the depth, but I don't know. I don't I don't know I don't know if they'll do that. So it's like it, it is Kansas and Texas, and uh, yeah, it's it's I I want to talk myself into Texas, but I'm with you. It just you just kind of. At the end of the day, that that stupid sexy Jayhawk in the middle of Allen Fieldhouse just—you you can't resist it, dude. Your eyes just keep getting lured right to it, and you're like, "I guess it's that stupid sexy uh, big old belly and and toupee on <laughs> right. Bill Self, man." They just—you're yeah, just drawn to it. Too much sexy, and then you got Grady Dick, who I think I've start, I've seen a lot of people say that Grady Dick is a liability on defense. I think he's I think he's a solid enough defender, and I think he's got great hands. I think that that he forces a lot of deflections, gets a lot of turnovers. I think that they have a lot of length on the wing. I think that wing perimeter defending is going to be important when we get to the NCAA tournament. And I think Kansas has the depth, and I also think they have the talent there. And uh, but if Kansas, I think Dick, I think Kansas on offense is the same as defense, where it just teeters on like, is is this chaos or is this like yes, is this how, how you, you want to play? play? Right, exactly. Or are we yeah. out of control? Right. There's a very fine line with yeah. that team. But I think if TCU is a four seed, Kansas is a one seed. You know what I mean? Like those are probably if you're the Big Twelve, those are your two teams that you that you hang your hat on and say, I think at TCU is a four seed and Kansas is a one seed. There's a chance they get to Houston and could win the title, and you feel good about that. Yeah. And if Houston makes it to Houston, you claim them as a Big Twelve fan, as we just said earlier. So there you go. You could you could in theory have three teams that make it to the Final Four. Um, Texas, I, I want Texas. I, I was thinking about it a lot. I te- te- Texas has got to go with the guards, dude. Jabari Rice he's too is too good. good. He's he's got a, I mean he's come off the bench in every single one of these games. So I I don't know maybe like he's comfortable coming. He's off given the bench, Jamal Crawford vibes. I I need I need the the Marcus Carr Tyrese Hunter. If if Texas is going to go to the Final Four, those three are going to be playing mm-hmm. a lot. I need I need them playing like thirty five minutes a game. It's like the Baylor time. guards, the, Jabari, the trio of guards. Yeah. Yes. And then, and then obviously Timmy Allen's out there. Um, he he's got to play a lot too. Uh, I like. To, I don't mean to say that Texas doesn't have depth, and and some of these other guys aren't that good. It's just like Dylan Disu and and Christian Bishop are are kind of, and even I'll throw Dylan Mitchell in there. They're all Dylan kind of the Mitchell same can guy. have moments, flashes where you're like, oh, I see the talent. I see why he's a five star type kid. But yeah, I, I yeah. like when it's Jabari yeah, out there. I mean, I think I said the last show. I was like, I I don't know how you fix Texas, but I like the idea of Jabari starting just because. He's gonna play thirty minutes anyway, and maybe it's something in the psyche. But I, I uh, they're they're good when all three of those guards are connected and playing together. 
I want all three of those guards. I want Timmy Allen and I want Brock Cunningham. Cunningham is the one that they they need that guy to do the dirty work for them. You know, yeah. and, and as we know, Cunningham can make free throws and he's willing to dive on the floor and get rebounds. Dude, he's shooting he, he he's he's shooting forty six percent from three. Sign me up. And he also averages one flagrant right. foul a game. Like how is That's that? What that I mean, not he a does the dirty player? work. That's what you need. Texas needs somebody. That is a perfect college basketball. Texas player. needs somebody to do the uh, blue collar work. That's all it is. They have all the talent. My, the my ideal college basketball player shoots forty percent from the three point line. What do you got? Because Brock Brock does shoot forty six percent. We got it. That's not good enough. We got to get that down. We got to uh, we got to yeah. get more shots. We need that out. at forty. Um, we need that down to forty. Uh, but if you average forty percent from three and average like. I don't want one a game. I want one every three games. One flagrant foul every three games, just so the uh, the the guys on the other team know it might be coming. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not dirty. I don't want dirty flagrant fouls, Tate. That's not what I'm saying. I don't want like, I don't want you clotheslining dudes. I just want like hard mm. fouls. Like the other night against Baylor, he had a he had a. It, it was not called a flagrant, but um, maybe it right. should have been. He just kind of like. But Texas, <laughs> I mean, the knock on Texas, I mean, Carolina has a little bit of that too, where it's like really talented guys that, you know, some people might say they're soft. And by some people, probably Jason Capel on the sideline will say you're soft. Yeah. And that's what Texas needs. They need I, a little bit of grit. They need a little bit of somebody that, you know, might might set the tone for them. So there you go. That's Cunningham. Yeah. Like a guy who uh, who tries to, uh, a, a guy who the, the opposing fans will argue was going for the ball. You know, or not the opposing fans. The 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 fans of the team the guy is on will argue with the opposing fans and say he was go he was going for the ball. That can't be a flagrant, as though that matters. You know, like he he swung and missed at the ball and just drilled a guy in the face. Mm. And then all the all the if yeah if, if we're using Brock County right. as the example, all the Texas fans are like, dude, that's not a flagrant. He was going for the ball. And then the fans of the other team are like, yeah, and he completely missed and <laughs> fucking punched this guy in the nose. And his face is bleeding. <laughs> That that's the kind of play I want. Not not a, I don't want a dirty like you know trying to hurt guys type stuff. I want like it borders on clumsy. The other teams hate it, but at the same time you love it because you can you can you can your conscience is clear because you know at the end of the day he's just trying to make yeah. plays out there and he's yeah. going for the ball. <laughs> that's exactly it. That's exactly it. And I do think if Chris Beard was coaching this Texas team, then instead of Kansas, I'm saying they're the one seed coming out of the Big Twelve. I think that's true. Yeah. I, I still believe in Texas. I I think uh I think Beard does it does um w- would have made me believe a little bit more. But doesn't but, uh, Jamie Dixon like the reason that TCU has my attention is because you get Jamie Dixon in the tournament as a four seed or whatever they end up being. Like I like my chances with Jamie Dixon at the helm. I like my chances with Bill yeah. Self at the helm. That's all I'm saying. And, and and I would love for you know to be proven wrong with Texas, and then that probably gets you know Rodney the job at the end of the day. So that would be great for him, but I, that that is my only concern when you talk about we're going to go win a national championship. But after Nick Foles won a Super Bowl, anything is possible, you know. I, I can be talked to. Do Nate. you think? Do you think there is a uh, uh, a fear that Rodney Terry will have his uh, I'm him moment? Because like, th- th- that's a problem with this Texas team is we have a lot of <laughs> so hymns many on this hymns. team. Tyree yes. Hunter, Marcus yes. Carr, Serge Ibari Rice Allen, is a him as well. Serge Ibari Rice. <laughs> Are you worried that uh, Rodney Terry is going to have his I'm him moment in the NCAA tournament where uh, instead of just – I can't think of an example off the top Marcus of Marcus Carr gets like, two there's, quick there's... fouls and he pulls them for the rest of the half and they, they just kind of just look out of sorts. They can't get a bucket. They, they just – the offense isn't flowing. You know, I don't know. 
He does. He or he pulls like the. Uh, it was Jimmy V that did this, right? Where he started doing the the foul. Um, the the the, the he started playing the free throw game during the uh, uh the the NC State miracle run to the national title. Um, I don't know why. I, rem- I think it was where he, he during some of those games he would he would uh, start fouling with like five minutes mm. left when they weren't even down. He was just like, I want to get the ball back. If they go one for two from the free throw line, that's great for us. We'll right. get the ball Hex back check we'll before check. Yeah, he was he's basically doing hack a shack. Like, is Ronnie Terry gonna try to have his moment where he's like, I'm smarter mm-hmm. than everybody. I'm gonna get this damn Texas job and I'm gonna prove to everybody that that I'm right. him. And I'm gonna I'm gonna do it by doing this crazy <laughs> by ass, completely like, losing the game. Or <laughs> throw it by complete <laughs> by uh coming out of a timeout in a tie game and throwing a run and jump at right. him with with 20 right. seconds left and then i give up a wide open layup on the other and end. everyone's <laughs> writing about it and they're like come on if only we had a coach yeah. that could do that i mean i think he's done a good job with this team i mean the amount of chaos that... i do too right. i do too i i expected the i i honestly expected texas to just completely fall the, apart in any other situation you would think they would so it says a lot about him that he's got them to you know do you think they can uh they have the, the final game of texas's uh regular season is Kansas at home, mm. by the way, to uh could could be a Big Twelve mm. title game. Could be the uh the Big Twelve title game. I can't wait um, to watch it on ESPN plus. I mean that, yeah. that's gonna be awesome. <laughs> 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 what's what's absolutely sick is I don't know. <laughs> we we don't have no know idea. If that's a joke. We have, we have no, no idea. idea. They might actually put that on ESPN plus. Uh do do you think t- Texas has a shot? Like, t- tell me, tell me, you, do you do actually believe that Texas can win the Big Twelve? I think 12? Texas. They're up one game right now at the halfway Texas point. Texas could win the Big Twelve. Texas could win the Big Twelve. I, I'll give them enough respect to say that. But as far as when we get to the tournament, who could win the title? I I do not. I will never have my. Uh, after what happened has happened to me in the past uh, with Texas, after believing in them, I can never do it again. Even TJ Ford broke my heart. You know, way back in the day. Like Texas is all Kevin yeah. Durant broke my heart playing USC. I mean, there's there's too many points of contact with Texas basketball disappointing me in March that I won't go and stick my neck out and say like I trust them to go to Houston and win a national championship. But I could see them winning the regular season or winning the the Big Twelve tournament. I, I'm not. I don't think that's crazy at all. They have the talent. What about you? Yeah. Do you believe I, in Texas? I, I think I'm with you. I believe in a Final Four run. Okay. Maybe I like that. I, I see. I think that's a pretty bold. Winning. I think that's a pretty bold opinion. That's that's pretty bold. No, but but that's the thing about that's what I guess I'm saying about this season of college basketball is is everything's bold, dude. If you told me Bama's going to the Final Four, I think that's kind of bold. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's kind of bold to be like, yeah, Bama's. I, I like I like this one seed Alabama that has probably the most talented player right. in the country, a first team All American. Um, I think it's bold for you to say that this that team could go to the Final Four. <laughs> Like that's where we've arrived. I think I think you have to you have to have some balls to believe in any of these teams right. at this point. You gotta stick your um, neck out. Like UCLA is a team that I feel like uh is is UCLA is a team that I feel like is is uh ha- has a very high floor, but at the same time they, they just lost to USC in Arizona. Um they, they haven't been dominant. They still haven't really I mean I haven't I haven't checked it, but I remember at one point making the I think when I was when I did the haters guide I said UCLA hasn't even beaten an NCAA tournament team all year. And I still don't think mm-hmm. they have. And when they and I when still, they I played mean, in the Continental they, Tire series, I mean they went 0 for two, right? When they went down to the show. Yeah, they went they went 0 for two. They lost to Illinois and Baylor. Their 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 best wins are Maryland, 
who might be in, I guess. They might have Maryland will, in. Maryland will Kentucky, be in. who might be Kentucky in, will I be guess. In. I, haven't, I think Kentucky I, will be in. I haven't looked at the bubble. I will not lately. look at the bubble. Uh, USC, Arizona State. Arizona State was on the bubble at one point, but I don't – like, yeah, I mean, like that – but that's – the UCLA has not beaten – and I guess, like, you're looking at their schedule, you're saying Arizona's the only team that is, like, a definitive NCAA tournament team that's on UCLA's schedule. So you're basically just saying they lost Arizona – uh, but yeah, I guess that is mm. what I'm saying. They've lost Arizona. So you st- like, I don't know, man, I, I, UCLA to me feels as, as sure of a bet as any on final a, four. on a, on a final four. And even that's like, and, and you can <laughs> see, know, you can see in the reality know. where UCLA loses in the first round and people are like, what an idiot. Of course. Of course. <laughs> yeah. That's the problem. Houston's Houston. Same thing. Houston's supposed to look like a juggernaut at this point. Houston's supposed to be like. And yeah, man, yeah. I don't know. From what we've seen from Houston, I'm not, I'm not sticking my, I'm not sticking my neck out for mm. any of these teams. Mm. None of you, none of you have earned my respect to stick right. my neck. And out Arizona for. is probably the number one team for me that I would stick my neck out for. But with Kirk Creesa, I will not stick my neck out. I mean, there's no world in which with Kirk Creesa as the volatile character that he is, as someone that would text Courtney Ramey randomly from his number, it's your favorite player, and it'd be Kirk Creesa. I mean, that that is like. Uh, and I, after watching this man in person, I cannot trust him for six straight games to not jack up fourteen shots in one of them. That is, that that's that's the problem. All these teams, there's one like Achilles heel that you can point to and you say that really worries me. Um, like we said, even with Purdue, it's the backcourt, right? It's the freshman backcourt that we that we are concerned with. But that is the fun of this season. Purdue's a Purdue's yeah, a, Purdue a lot of but... things. But that, that, to me, I just keep going back to two freshmen are going to win the national championship with this team. Interesting. Yeah. But maybe they can. I mean, yeah. Braden Smith in their last game, nine assists. I was impressed. I was like, I see it. I see I see a path where this guy's going to be an All-American at Purdue. I do. I really do see that. But, again, we're talking about winning a title. I mean, if 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 Purdue plays Alabama, I'm not going to say what's going to mm-hmm. happen. I, I, I'm not that stupid to, to pretend. I mean, that's the, the joy of the sport is that Here's what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, but also – Here's what's gonna happen. Uh, the, the the are we talking about? Purdue I know again? we can't we can't stop talking about Purdue <laughs> because because it is it is a it is a thing where they they are unequivocally number one. So you're just trying to. What do you like a right. dog shot collar or just right. hit the talking about Purdue right. button or like a bleep button but, uh, every time when, we when say this happens. Yeah, every time we say Purdue. Um, but yeah, like per- Purdue Purdue keeps winning, sure, and it's great. And 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 like I said, I, I'm I'm starting to get to the point where instead of trying to pick holes, you know, in the in the resume and all that kind of thing, and try to figure out how Purdue's a fraud, uh, you just appreciate that they're winning with this roster and and in this in this way, and that Mason Gillis can come off the bench and hit nine threes for God's sakes. Um, at a certain point, instead of just going like, how the hell does this keep happening? I don't know. Maybe it's it's it, it, for my own sanity. I just decided to tip my cap and be like, "All right, good job, Matt. You mm. did it." <laughs> um, but the concern with Purdue, Tate, is is Alabama uh, is is going to spread them out, and 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 as we know, as as has been proven over and over again, like if you can get Zach Eady out uh, underneath the basket defensively, like the way the way you beat Purdue and the way guys like the reason a guy like Zach Eady is not the obvious number one pick in the NBA draft, Tate is because it's not 1991 mm-hmm. anymore and and these NBA teams spread the floor out and big dudes that can't move their feet that well and Edie can move his feet. I'm not shitting on Edie that much. Like he's he's gotten better at that and I don't mean to say that he's a big oaf like an Isaac Haas. Um but 
you have to make a team like that pay on the other end and and pull him out, which is what like Tyson Walker was doing the first time Michigan State Purdue game where he was going nuts and had 30 points and was hitting everything. And uh, Michigan State was just passing around the perimeter until it ended up in Tyson Walker's hands and Edie's standing under the basket and he's supposed to be the one to rotate. And he's like, on your head, bitch, there you go. There's three more. And that was um, that was working for Michigan State until Edie hit a hook shot to And it was unstoppable. Um. And it was unstoppable, but uh, Bama. I mean, you, the 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 recipe is very clear. The like what Bama is going to do, and they're just going to spread it out and shoot threes all day, and have Brandon Miller just feast on 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 Purdue having one defender that can't come out of the paint, really, you know. And so, like, yeah, like Purdue. As much as I want to pretend, and boy, do I want to as a Purdue booster pretend like Purdue is is a surefire Final Four threat um they're not and and then and there's a reason like purdue fans have been obsessed lately with creighton i i've, I've noticed this ever since i uh we, we talked about creighton a little bit on the last show and i said purdue fans i need you to help make the case that um creighton not fouling is uh you know like here are some facts or whatever the hell i said um purdue purdue fan i've seen a lot of purdue fans like looking at bracketologies where creighton is an eight or a nine that they'll play in the second round <laughs> And just like convincing themselves that they're not scared of that, or, or more likely they're like, I am very scared of this. Please keep winning, Creighton. You do not want um, to face Creighton as a one seed, no. Like Purdue fans know that that there are matchups that they they want no part of, and basically teams that have a, a mm-hmm. big guy and also have mm-hmm. shooters are a matchup you want no part of because that's what Purdue has, and that's what Purdue. But like there are other teams that can do. I don't know, or, or I'm, a team. I'm, or a team that has three bigs that they can rotate and just try to get fouls on him. I mean, yeah. that's that's to me the depth of the bigs and and guys that can match up with him. But uh, yeah, I mean, we, we could talk about uh, Purdue all day, and uh, and, and unfortunately, unfortunately, here we are. It seems like here we, we are. But <laughs> the, the positive spin on no the right. the point of, the point of bringing it back to Purdue is is I was I was we're just talking about team like there's no team you can fully trust, and 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 even even the team that you can definitely definitely 100 percent trust because they're one shot away from being undefeated, you still can't really fully trust. And the opt. You, you can't. And the can't. optimistic outlook, uh, if you're a fan of college basketball or a fan of your own personal team, is that it's wide open. And like literally, of course, it's it wide is open. wide open every year. But I say that in the truest, heartfelt sense. It is wide open. Any, there are a lot Ooh. of teams that, like I said, you could work your way back and say that makes sense that they could win. They have talent. Vir- what about Virginia? Virginia could win. Virginia could win the national championship. I, I'm not afraid to say that. I watch Virginia's offense. I watch them pick apart this zone that Jim Beheim has been running for God knows how long, 40 years. I watch Virginia run offense against this zone and just make the right pass and ball fake and keep their head up and, and take the right shot, make the right shot, and it was clinical. And I said to myself, I could see that team getting in the tournament and winning six straight games because they know how to execute. And I swear to God, when they're all healthy – I think they have enough talent to do it. And they're not sexy, Who? obviously. They're Virginia, but I, I still think they could. Here's a fun question. Who's the 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 worst team? Of all of the teams that can realistically win a national championship, what is the worst-case scenario in terms of uh, – Worst-case scenario. It's, it, mm. Yeah, like what, what's, the, what's the like – are you fucking kidding me, this team? Are you kidding me? 
This is our nationals. Uh, we have to pretend like this team was the best team in the I think the last year. example of that was 2014, yeah. right? That was the last example where we were like, wow. Yeah. And then the, the, the example, example before that, that was that. 2010 Duke, you know, where you're like, wow, Brian Zubek won a title, <laughs> you know? Like John Shire won a title. My God. Nolan Smith won a title. Jesus Christ. You know? What if it is Utah? It could again? be. It could be. It feels, it feels like that kind of, I mean, if I'm a UConn, a UConn, I'm a UConn fan, I'm not phased at all. I'm like, this is playing right into our hands. We're going to win the Big East tournament, and then we're going to win it all. <laughs> <laughs> it's UConn again. We cover right back yeah, full UConn circle. UConn is a blue uh, blood 100% after they win. Uh, what would that be there? That would be their uh, fourth national championship in the 21st century. I think uh, I'm really curious to see what happens Saturday with St. Mary's and Gonzaga because um, I'm not I'm drinking the St. Mary's Kool Aid insofar as like I'm acknowledging uh, you know when I built my reputation as a uh, a small school hater for shitting on mm-hmm. Charleston and Florida Atlantic I threw in there even though Florida Atlantic beat Florida you know and and that's a that's a resume win, booster as we know yep resume booster um, I, I I got a reputation for being a mid major hater Tate, uh, so I, I I think I just want to check that and say that I I do love St. Mary's and what I'm seeing out of the St. Mary's group right now, um, but I'm not drinking the Kool Aid yet as like this this team could go to a Final Four and because and it and, and and people listening might say of course not why would you do that and I'll tell you why because all these advanced metrics your Ken Palms your your Kirkland Ken Palm as we called it last show uh, the net. <laughs> They all have St. Mary's in the top 10. Number like six Mary's in the net, is, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Number six in the net. Like, this team is. Q loves yeah, them. Yeah. The Q's love them. <laughs> the Q's right. love them. Uh, but I'm really curious uh, Saturday because that's the big test. I mean, Gonzaga is, Gonzaga is coming to St. Mary's, and, and uh, St. Mary's should easily take care of business against a Gonzaga team that's not as good as Gonzaga teams have been in the past few years. Um, and if they do. Does St. Mary's enter the discussion as the team that would be a fun story to go to a Final Four? But then once they get to a Final Four, if they like actually won the title, people would be so yeah. <laughs> would be Trying so to figure pissed, it out, dude. too, because I feel like there's a lot of St. Mary's across the country, like a lot of academies and, and schools and things like yeah. that. So it, it has a branding problem in general, and then people trying to piece that together would be tough. Just as you mentioned Gonzaga, and we were talking about teams that could win it, it would be funny to me in an ironic kind of way if this, of all years, this was the year Gonzaga won the title. You know, like everyone is yeah, off the set. Yeah, no one, yeah. no one that you talk to in college basketball, you know, big time media is saying, I really like the Zags this year. Even though when they have their, 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 one of their five lineups is, I was looking at the best starting fives, like efficiency in the country. Gonzaga's starting five, or not their starting five, but one of their lineups was number two. Creighton was number three, you know, and, and I was just going through it and I said to myself, that would be hilarious if of all years, Gonzaga somehow. And Mark Few, when all the media has gotten off of him, when everyone's moved on to adore Tommy Lloyd, you and I included, Mark Few just sneaks a title in. <laughs> and then people think it's the yeah, second or third. Yeah. They're like another title for Mark Few. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not even a get yeah. over the hump moment. Yeah. So Gonzaga, I see you, and uh, I'm on to you. I, I will. Uh, I will speak your name. And that's a good point. Gonzaga. Gonzaga might be the. Team, They're so but, far uh, off the scent. You know what I mean? If this Gonzaga team won, I'd be pretty. Of mad. course you would. We um, all. We all would cause, as cause, fans. Cause, because I spent I spent so many years wanting to see Gonzaga win a national title, and this Gonzaga team is. Th- this is probably an exaggeration. <laughs> this is probably hyperbole, but this is what I feel like saying, Tate. So I'm going to say it. I don't think this is one of Mark Few's ten best teams. Ooh. 
I don't even think this is in. Uh, it's is one definitely. I, I will say ever. this: if the Jeremy Pargo, Josh Heitfeld team played this team, I think they win by fifteen twenty. I, I think Josh Heitfeld. Josh Heitfeld <laughs> so good, and people don't even remember Josh Heitfeld, mm-hmm. but he was so good. He dominated so, Tyler Hansberg uh, in front of me one time. Who's guarding? Who's guarding Morrison on this Gonzaga team? Who wants? Who wants that Straw assignment? <laughs> please, please. Strother couldn't guard Morrison as he as he is right now. What are they put Timmy on him? <laughs> no, that's the that Gonzaga. If Gonzaga won the title with, uh, I, I think Gonzaga fans might be. That's not true. They'd be very happy, obviously. But Corey Kispert would be right. pissed, right? If you're Corey Kispert, wouldn't you lose your mind? If I would be a hater, mm. dude. If I was him, if I was Jalen oh, Suggs. Man. I was Chet that, Holmgren. That was I'm really. Not, I'm not celebrating that was the really title the year, but there was no way in the world of basketball gods that Indiana was going to let a team go undefeated in Indiana. You know, there was That's just there, it, was, the, it was something against bigger. Against the Indiana native right. coaching on right. the other, it was team. something bigger play, yeah, at play. So maybe they yeah. count that one. Uh, let's do some fraud Please. power rankings. Um, uh, uh, apologies, by the way, to Marquette for teasing you about talking about how fun your team is. Um, your team's fun. Your team's the most fun team in the country. Tyler Colt there. I'm gonna I, I I realized I said that at the top that we should talk about the Big East and, and Marquette, and then we kind of didn't, but uh yeah, Ty, uh, Tyler Colt's incredible. I'll, he's freaking awesome. He's he's I'll say this. Yeah. Marquette could win the national championship. Let's go. I, I, I'm I'm on board with that. If Marquette won the national title, well I would that would not be, be great for basketball. Like if I someone would, came would, to me yeah, and said what great. is uh what is an outcome that you would accept and that would be great for college basketball, it's like, okay, Marquette, who won the championship in nineteen seventy seven with Al McGuire, one of the, you know, greatest national championship runs we've seen. They're back on top and they have Shaka Smart, they have a coach that's bought in that's from there. I mean, that'd be amazing. So Marquette, there you go. That's All right, our let's talk. Let's do let's do Let's do real quickly, real quick, very quickly. We don't have enough time, dude. This is a we only have so much time on a podcast. And then they kick us out of um, our yes. own homes. Yes, where we're off the internet. <laughs> so quickly, quickly, uh, we're gonna we're gonna Siskel and Ebert thumbs up, thumbs down, the AP poll winning the national mm-hmm. title. Um, if Purdue won the national title, is that good, good. or bad? That's good. It's That's good, good for everybody. It's good for um, Purdue fans. I'd be happy I, for him. I, I I don't mean like I don't mean like it's good for the I'm not sport. talking about it's good like for the, the sport because Matt Painter has put himself as one of the class coaches in college basketball and if you want a title yeah, it validates everything else. To be clear, like I'm not talking about like is this good moving forward for college but I'm not even talking about any of that. I'm just talking about like okay. this year and as we as we talk about like the 2014 UConn team where we're like <laughs> I mean it was it was it was, it was a fun it was run cool. I guess but like come on that wasn't the right. best team it was in cool. the country. Um would you be mad? How mad are you if they win the national title? Is the question. So Tennessee, if they win, I'm not mad. I'm not mad either. Thumbs up. Uh, Houston, not mad. Not mad. Up. Alabama, not mad. Not mad. Uh, Arizona, not mad. I'm not. Virginia, I'm. Not, I mean, personally, I might be a little scoffed, but uh, I'm not mad. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, no, I'm talking about the <laughs> I, idea. I know. I'm saying, the, 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 I'm saying personally. I'm saying personally, I might be a little agreed, but I'm not mad. A college basketball fan, but two, two thumbs, thumbs up. Yeah, yeah, two right. thumbs up. You yeah, deserved it. Yeah, whatever. Right. I, I'm, I'm okay with the idea of you being Respect. the best team in the country. Tip of the cap. title. Kansas State. Tough because it's <laughs> tough because it's a first year head coach, and it's like Kansas won it last year, and then it follows up with Kansas State. That's a little too much Kansas for me. So I don't know. I, but Tang's so likable. I'm thumbs. I'm thumbs. I think I'm, I'm thumbs, thumbs down, down too. 
I don't, yeah, but I respect the Wildcats. Yeah, again, yeah. like I, th- I yeah. think you're a year two away from me giving go. you a thumbs up, but the, the, yeah, you're not the best right. team in the country, yeah. and you know it, if, and that's yeah. okay. Uh, Kansas. Thumbs up. I would. I think it would be cool uh, for a back-to-back title, you know? I'm not even talking about that, Tate. I'm talking I'm about telling, this year. I'm telling you, if it's good for college the idea of this being, yes, yes, yes. Thumbs up. Is this is this Kansas team the best team in college basketball? If I told you that that is the reality you have to accept, can you accept I can that accept reality? It. I can thumbs it up. I think I can too. Ultimately, um, UCLA. Thumbs up. I think UCLA I can accept would that be reality. great. Uh, Texas. Thumbs down. Yeah, I don't think I would be okay with that. I think Texas won the national without title even their head City. coach to start of the season. That's just like a. What kind of precedent we're, we're are we set, setting? Especially here? in the transfer portal <laughs> era, to get the Big 12 freshman of the year to transfer to your school. You know what I mean? I know you're going to the SEC eventually, but I don't like it. Thumbs down. I am rooting for you Texas. You like Texas. I, I do you want like Texas. Texas. I, I like Texas, and I think uh, none of those players certainly. They didn't sh- strike their. Well, actually, that's not true, as it turns out. One of the players, I think, uh, does not have a great. Okay, moving <laughs> thumbs on. Thumbs down. <laughs> There's a certain off-season story that other Big 12 schools would like people to talk about more that they're not. Um, Baylor, I would. I'm thumbs, I'm thumbs down, down in that one. Baylor, they're not, not the best team in the country. country. Yeah. Uh, Gonzaga, thumbs down. Not the best mm-hmm. team in the country. Iowa State, thumbs not down. the best team in the country. Marquette, thumbs screw it. up. Their offense is so fun. I think I, I think I'm, I'm okay, okay with, with Marquette. That. Marquette yeah. says, if you say Marquette's the best team in the country, I'd, right. I'm down with it. Cool. Let's go. TCU. Thumbs up. They played the I'm best okay conference. Well. I think they, they brought the whole team back. I mean, it's a good story. I think thumbs up. Xavier. Thumbs down. Karma. This one's I like Xavier, one. but I can't. I, Xavier's not yeah, the best. They're not the best team in the country, and Xavier's I can't have Sean Miller. I can't, I can't have that. Yeah. Uh, Providence. I, I, so I think the rest are going to be no's then. Providence down. is definitely no. St. Mary's is a no. Eh. Florida Atlantic's <laughs> St. Mary's. There is a zero percent chance if St. Mary's wins a national title. St. Mary's can run the table from here, win every game by twenty-five, uh, and the college basketball community right. as a whole is still going right. to say Mickey that Mouse. team. We're, yeah, are we sure? Um, Florida Atlantic, yeah. same thing. Clemson, same <laughs> Clemson thing. Thumbs up. No, Clemson's thumbs down. Get out of here. Uh, Indiana, I, my heart yeah. wants to talk myself into it, but if Indiana wins a national title, if Indiana title, wins a national mean, title, then I'm pretty sure that meteor is going to hit us. You know what I mean? The one that's coming yeah, at us. Yeah, yeah. I think that's, that's, uh, that's a given if Indiana wins. Indiana's not the best team in the country. And none of these are San Diego no, state, Miami, no. UConn, Auburn. That's your, I think UConn is the, the, of those last few, I think UConn's the only one that I, I could give a thumbs up. And at least I could say I saw at the beginning of the year, a team that was the best team in the yeah. country. At least UConn, I could, yeah, I, I s- could explain it to myself in my own head. Yeah. Okay. I'll put, I'll put UConn on the list then. Cause I think I'm, I'm with you. I think at the end of the day, instead of saying, how did this team do this? I'd be like, well, no, right. duh. <laughs> did you not see the Florida game? Did you not see how they played on they, Billy we, Donovan? Yeah, court? yeah, they beat Florida. Uh, they beat Florida, so they uh they rediscovered that magic. So we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. We had eleven teams that we gave two thumbs up to as deserving of uh of a national championship. I don't know what that means. Is there is there another team that is not in the top twenty five that you that comes Received that comes votes? to mind that receives votes? Because Creighton is one, yeah. Creighton. <laughs> 
Creighton. It's Creighton. <laughs> or Rutgers. Like Honestly, Rutgers. I like if it was Rutgers. If Rutgers won the national title, I you will not find me complaining. I will I will say it was hard earned. What if uh what was, if uh, like uh, NC State won the national championship? What if it was nineteen eighty three and NC State just in Houston plays Houston again, wins a national championship? Like is that great? Is that a Jimmy V? Like is that the greatest like shocking? I can't believe this is happening again moment in history. I think it's it would be we'll forty. Do, we'll do this it would on be another forty show. years after they did it in nineteen eighty three. We'll, we'll do this on another show. The 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 best parallels of play like because talking about the nineteen sixty nine Purdue mm-hmm. UCLA game and eighty three right. game like both the, the yeah the, the, those are fun. Those <laughs> These are, are the hypotheticals we want. 69 is the funniest hypothetical is uh, Purdue UCLA <laughs> UCLA <and> wins. UCLA. <laughs> But the good news is that the Big Ten is getting that John Wooden statue, and they're getting Pauley Pavilion, so it's coming. Right after uh, Purdue, Purdue has uh, patched their relationship with Rick Mount. He they they, they went through a rough mm-hmm. patch there for a while because I think Purdue hated his son or something, and Rick Mount was like, "To hell with all yeah. of you!" And now now he's back in on the program, and then we get the 1969 uh, Rick Mount title game all over again, and. Rick Mount's in attendance, and he's like, "How cool will this be to get revenge on UCLA?" And then UCLA wins yeah. by seven. I mean, the the, <laughs> the funniest part about that hypothetical too. I was talking about dropping Zach Eady back into 1969, and he would be guarding Kareem, Lou Alcindor. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you like in that matchup? <laughs> Lou Alcindor versus Zach Eady would actually be amazing. Like, cause you know, we, we get all the, you know, JJ Reddick types and they're just like, these guys couldn't even, you know, they couldn't even hold their own in today's game and look how bad they right, are. Right. Kareem would be amazing versus Akiti, I think. I don't know. I'd have to right. see it to believe it. I'd have to put Wimbenyama in that game. Kareem Let's see what happens. Zach-Eady. All right. We prolonged it enough. We okay, have to do frog right. power. Knock it out. Um, because I want to, ta- I want to talk about this orange crush story. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll rip through the other ones as quick as I can. Number five, uh, Churchland High School in Portsmouth, Virginia, Tate. I don't know if you saw this story, but uh, a 22-year-old junior varsity assistant girls basketball coach in Portsmouth, Virginia, uh, was fired for impersonating a 13-year-old player. She, um, did you I did see not. This, this is a uh, – okay, you, 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 you have my attention. I'm trying to gauge how much I okay. – <laughs> So this happened in Virginia. Okay. Um, a, a 13-year-old – player on the jv team at this high school uh was was missing a game for a club game which is a problem in and of itself this aau culture is Mm -hmm. disgusting and and it needs to be stopped but whatever we'll we'll save that for another day um so she's missing her high school game to go play a club game and the coach one of the assistant coaches it's a jv assistant coach she's probably a volunteer to be completely honest um she assumes this girl's identity and wears her jersey and plays in the JV game. And there's video of her playing, and it is it is absolutely hysterical. She at one point gets an and one and starts doing like finger guns or like 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 she's taunting the other team. She's 22 nice. years old, dude, playing against like 13 mm. year olds. Um, she 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 blocked a shot and was like talking shit. To <laughs> this is honestly amazing. It was it was the Danny Almonte situation right. and. uh Anyway, in the end, the uh, uh, it obviously gets found out. The the school fires her. They fire the JV coach, the JV head coach. They fire the varsity head coach too. They cancel the entire season. All of this because uh, some some twenty two year old 
woman in Virginia just wanted to live out some hoop dreams, dude. And I don't see a problem in this. I don't I don't have a problem with this. I think I think let her play. Um I think if you're letting Stetson Bennett continue to play college football, <laughs> what's the difference? Right. And I will I What's will be the honest, like there was a moment when I was around like 20 years old and I was just in college and just playing intramural basketball. And I kept saying to myself, man, I wish I could just go back and like play middle school or JV right now. Oh, yeah. You know? <laughs> like, yeah. That's how LeBron would feel. I think feel. that's why... <laughs> I think that's why they're they're mad they're they they fired her and and canceled everything is because everyone was ultimately right. just jealous like all, who because who, you're who fully formed you kind of like all those like uh, insecurities anxiety is a little bit washed over you you're obviously larger bigger uh you know what I mean age always plays effect I mean it would be great it would be a lot of fun and honestly if I was her it would be worth it for that one game. For that one moment of glory. Yeah. Oh, dude. If I'm her, I'm not. I'm not right. embarrassed at all. I think. I'm I think showing the tape. Are, are, I'm releasing the tape. What's her name? Uh, I'm gonna say her name. Uh, Arlisha Boykins. Boykins. We speak your name. Arlisha nice. Boykins. We speak your name. I mean, I, 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 I think there's a there's a thought out there that the the Boykins family should be embarrassed and and this is a disgrace and you should be ashamed and all that. I I see it the opposite. <laughs> I I think this is hilarious. And if I'm her, I'm just like, yeah, it was pretty funny. Right. I, I mean, know. I would, I yeah. would be pissed That's if I was like, the varsity I'm, head coach about this. Like, I, I'm like, I'm like, why, yeah, why, why did he get yeah, fired? Why, why, why get are you fired? coming at me for? <laughs> yeah, what did I do? Uh, it is That's good. <laughs> I mean, I guess if you're the varsity coach, though, the plausible deniability can only go so far. Because like, the only excuse you could have is like, I didn't, I don't even know who was on the JV team. Like, I didn't know that she wasn't one of the JV players. And then at that point, it's like. You don't know who the JV right. player is. You're fired. Are? Like you, like you, you kind of walk your way yeah. into it. You're like, I don't even know who's on the JV team. They're like, wait a second. I don't even know who's on the JV team. Yeah. <laughs> then they canceled the rest yeah, of the season, yeah. though. I don't know the whole the whole I'm, thing. I'm is... over canceling things. You know what I mean? I feel like this is a COVID. <laughs> this is a COVID problem. You know, this is what happened. In, <laughs> let them play. play. Let the girls play. <laughs> let the girls play. Uh, number four on the fraud power rankings: Mackey Arena. Oh wow. Uh, this is supposedly one of the greatest arenas. Oh my God. <laughs> one of the great arenas we have in college basketball Tate it is uh uh Purdue fans will tell you in a state that has Hinkle Fieldhouse and Assembly Hall n- neither one of those can stack up against Mackey Arena um they they are the, the it is the best arena in a state full of great arenas uh not a bad seat in the house great restrooms great parking situations not a very far walk from the McDonald's where Purdue Peak got arrested um there's a there's a lot to a lot love of great about Mackey markers Arena, up Tate. there yeah a lot of lots of love um but unfortunately we wake up this morning living in a reality where the Mackey arena record for most made threes in a game is held by a man by the name of mason gillis tate and that to me is about as fraudulent as it comes um i don't understand how this arena has let this happen i don't understand the purdue fans that are cheering this on robbie hummel was on the call he had the record which is just, it just feels very familiar. This is like Robbie Hummel's like post Purdue life is just like watching his legacy <laughs> yeah, wither away. Legacy tarnished. <laughs> Having to comment on his own legacy withering right, away in right. real time. Um, that is Robbie Hummel's experience right now. It's like watching a Purdue team rank number one and his records are falling. And like th- this team is going to go to a final four that, that he could never get to and all the sort of, and he has to call every single one of these. And it's with his coach too. Face. That's the word. I mean, it'd, it'd be nice if it was like a different yeah. era, you know, that'd be great. He's not even Matt Painter's favorite <laughs> boy anymore. Uh, <laughs> uh, but what do you think about it, dude, this program that has produced 
uh, just long, like if, if I was to ask you who has the record for most threes in, in Mac arena history, you're thinking Carson mm-hmm. Edwards, maybe you're thinking, I don't know, Jaden Ivy. He can get hot at times. Robbie Hummel, who did have, was sharing the record. Uh, Etwan Moore. David Teague is a name that you might not remember. A lot of people might not remember. Uh, people in the Big Ten certainly remember. Knockdown shooter for Purdue. Um, Chad Austin, going back to the 90s. He was the he was the guy I remember growing up watching Purdue. Was the shooter I remembered. Troy Lewis, going back to the 80s, Tate shot 46% from three and took seven mm. a game his senior year. You would think one of these guys would have the record. Not the case. It's a man who comes off the bench and uh, more often than not plays power forward for Purdue. <laughs> I think that was my biggest takeaway as I was watching Gillis hit everything. I'm like, is this guy not a small forward? I mean, I guess in college basketball, sometimes you just like push down a position just because that's just what happens. Yeah. But he looked like a small forward. <laughs> he's, he's a, a small forward. forward that they play right. a power forward. But then, yeah, I don't know. It, he's kind of got the look of a power forward, too. I think there's that. And you know what I realized well. as he's, he's getting he, hot? I realized that the person that plays over him, I mean, not that it's like I realized, but, you know, it's like Ethan Morton, the do nothing or do something. That's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> right from. Dude, I saw a stat. Did you? Mason Gillis scored 29 okay. points last night. Yeah. You would have to go back. Guess how many games you would have to go back to count up Ethan Morton scoring 29 <laughs> points. I'm, the entire say. season. Ethan Morton has not scored 29 points. I just made that up. That's not true. But you believe it, I don't I was you? Gonna, I was gonna, you believe it. If I told you Ethan Morton hasn't scored 29 points I was going to say, I think the line season. is 11 and a half games. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, Rick Mount didn't have a three-point line, though. So, boy, you, you got to believe that he would have had one of those mm. nights. Or John Wooden. Oh, Wooden would have had it. I think John, John Wooden, Wooden has just, the record uh, nominally. John Wooden would have been ripping holes in the the bottom of that right. peach basket if right. he had a three point. Best shooter I've ever day, seen. Unfortunately, best form. Yeah, <laughs> check, check the tape. Uh, number three on the fraud power rankings this week: Jim Beheim. Once again, good to have old Jimmy back. Uh, for uh, I, I'm sure you saw this after the uh, Virginia game. Um, he was asked. Here's the, here's a direct quote of what the question was. What's the status on Benny Williams? Benny Williams, a guy who started 20 games for the Syracuse team, um, was un- uh, was surprisingly, I don't know if it was unannounced, but it was like a late notice type deal that he was, he wasn't even on the bench for the Virginia game. No one really seemed to understand why. Um, like people thought he was going to play, and then not only was he not playing, he wasn't even at the game. Uh, so people were a little confused by this. Jim Beheim gets asked a question, what's the status on Benny Williams? That's it. There was no... Uh, the, the, the reporter did not do the thing that, that, uh, you know, I, I do cause I'm a shitty interviewer where you ask the question and then answer it for him. You know, it wasn't like, it wasn't one of those deals, Tate. It was just simply what's the status on Benny Williams. That's it. And then he shut up and, uh, Jim Beheim just goes nuts. Is that your most important question? Big time, big time. What's your major vibes? Yes. Like you just said, is that it? Is that your most mm-hmm. important question? Is that your most important question? That's your most important question. And it was a student journalist as well. So, I mean, he, he. That's he knows reason. he knows who he's picking on. And then the and then the the kid uh was just like, Yeah, I mean, like Vinny Williams wasn't here. I guess that that is my most important question. Yes. And then he's like, I don't like your attitude. <laughs> <laughs> he said that to him. Or your attitude isn't really good. Is what he, he was like, but I'm like used that. to that at Syracuse. Um, so he, he not only yeah. did he did that he screw the kid over, Dude. he basically threw down through the entire university and its uh workers and students under the bus in one sentence. He's been there for 40 I, I, years. He lives there. <laughs> is Jim Bayham going to come back around to actually be funny again? No. Like, is he is he so bad that he's good? Do you think? Did you think that's salvageable that he can do that with us? Where 
we hate him so much we we might love him again because i his his act was tired 10 years ago and it's but, but let's be know, honest man. like it's i don't know i i give him a pat like if dana not to point out but like if dana o'neill or a national writer is there and ask that question and they're not usually at the media scrum and he you know says is that really the most important question you know like there, there's yeah. like some context you could say i, That's I, right. I understand That's right. why he would act that way he's like this this person helicoptered in parachuted in and said had this dumb question and they're never here and i'm gonna take this time to vent my frustration against them you flew all the way here, right? Just what, a, what an idiot! Yeah, you know, yeah. like that—that's fine. If that was the context, I almost would say, Jim, that's kind of funny. You know, like that—that's uh, like I'll give you—I'll give you that, Jim. But to have a student reporter who you know you can intimidate and mock and hurt their confidence and potentially hurt their career, right? We remember Jake Piazza with the what's your major like mm-hmm. that, that kind of patronizing tone that could, I mean, that, you know, that affects you as a journalist or someone that's in that world, and you're young and you're an impressionable person. That's tough to do, especially when you're supposed to be a teacher. <laughs> like you're supposed to be a coach and a teacher. <laughs> so imagine what you do to these. Other, like you're, that was a snapshot. Imagine what happens. You know, stretch it out amongst all these other players and students you deal with. Who knows? That's what's frustrating. And uh, at some point, you're everyone is like, Jim, why are you here? Like you obviously don't want to be laughing, here. I'm, Just go home. I'm. I'm laughing to myself that you remember Jake Piazza. I love Jake Piazza. I do too, but that's just that's. I will never forget Jake Piazza. I I mean that man stood on the front lines, looked at the devil dead in the eyes, and asked the the question that needed to be asked, and he and he was asked his own question on the back end. What's your major? <laughs> What's your major? The worst. Uh, number two on the fraud power oh, rankings this week, Jason Jesus. Capel. I need you to explain this this one to our listeners. Uh, here, here's here's all I saw, and and you can correct me if I'm wrong. That Jason Capel is yelling outside the pit locker room after the North Carolina pit game, which we should say, Tate, that Pitt, pit did, did win. win. They've they've swept your target. Pitt is eight um, so no is on the road groups. against the spread this season. So if you are a betting man, wow. that is a team that you should bet on. This was not sour grapes from Jason Capel. This was uh this was him. <laughs> These just are fresh talking grapes. Shit after he won, I guess. <laughs> yeah, fresh grapes. These grapes are very fresh. Uh, y'all gonna disrespect me? All I did for this program, y'all gonna boo me? I held this shit together when Matt Doherty tore it apart. Fuck that shit. That was the that was the quote that uh that Jason Capel was attributed, um, yelling in in, in locker after the after the game. Uh, and as far as I can tell, take correct me if I'm wrong. This stems from. Because I watched the Jeff Capel press conference <laughs> clip where he said that there was a tweet that came from the Carolina basketball thing, and then I was looking mm-hmm. into it a little bit, and it seems to come from one tweet promoting the game where they used number 25 in the graphics. Yes. And that was the disrespect. <laughs> that was the disrespect that Jason Capel felt because he wore 25 at Carolina, and they're using the wa- – Creighton the Lebo, is which is Carolina. Jeff Lebo's son. And Creighton – Jeff is from Pittsburgh – so Creighton is like it's basically like a it's a Pittsburgh native son. It was about it wasn't yeah, about it wasn't, you, bro. It was yes. about Creighton. And, yeah. and every single Carolina fan said, "Oh, that's right, Jason Capel wore number twenty five. I'd forgotten." You know, I mean, <laughs> is that is that right though? Is that the story that he that, lost his mind? That is the, the story. That is apparently what he was upset about, and the reason that he yelled those things that he yelled, according to my sources, my brother and my mom are at the game, and they just said that Capel, Jason Capel, not Jeff Capel, because shout out to Jeff Capel. I mean, the guy's a good coach, and I, I've said it to you on the show before. If Jeff Capel was at Duke, I would be very, very worried. Jeff Capel knows how to work the officials. Jeff Capel has a kid on his team named Nike, so he has confirmed that he might be the biggest bad guy in history. 
<laughs> um, and he's not afraid of these ACC environments because he, I mean, through his dad, obviously, and through his own coaching, I mean, he's been to all these places and almost is like a seasoned vet at this point. So Jeff Capel, let's put him to the side. We give you respect. But Jason Capel's on the bench, played at Carolina. For the people that don't know the story, Jason Capel was a senior at Carolina during the worst season in Carolina basketball history, I lived through it, 8-20. and 20. I went to the blue-white game that year. Brian Morrison and Adam Boone were the two best players. And you're, if you're a fan of basketball, you're like, I don't even know who those people are. You shouldn't. You should not. <laughs> and that was because Jason Capel got Joseph Forte, basically ran out of town because he was jealous that he was better than him. So Jason Capel has always been a thorn in the side of Carolina fans. 8-20 and 20 will never be forgotten as a senior on that team. So he's always been annoying. But the fact that uh, a tweet leading into the game from a kid that has Pittsburgh ties that's wearing his jersey fires him up that much. He's also talking to Baycott the entire game. He famously called the entire team last year soft. Uh, and then after the game, uh, you know, talked to some Carolina people. Apparently he walked to the Carolina Tunnel. Um, like instead of going to the, the away tunnel after the game, he walked to the Carolina tunnel. And as you and fans at home might have seen on TV, they always show Roy. Roy's seats are right above the Carolina tunnel. And apparently Capel, Jason Capel, according to him, was going over to, I guess, dap up Roy Williams or say hey to He was like, I was going to say hey to Roy Williams. And uh, he mm -hmm. was told – don't go to the Carolina locker room. These players, half of them probably want to punch you in the face after all the things that you said to them the entire game. This is not the time to walk over there. And then he had this big blow up. He said all that stuff to Steve Kirshner, who's oh. in charge, who's the SID at North Carolina. A great guy, does a good job. You know, Steve Kirshner is just trying to like keep the peace, also keep the separation. But Jason Cable made it about him, and half the people in that building don't even know who Jason Cable is or that he played at Carolina. <laughs> so I, they, they were booing him because he walked over towards the Carolina tunnel and was seemingly being threatening, you know, to Roy Williams, Steve Kirshner, whoever else was there. So that's where the big uh, blowout came. So then I decided, you know, what can I do? You only can do so much in this world. I do have a Twitter account, I do have some followers. So I said, I have to remind the people. This man is the senior captain of the worst team in Carolina basketball history. <laughs> a lot of people, <laughs> a lot of people were very happy that I pointed that out. There were a lot of people that were upset. Um, Robbie Hummel texted me my own tweet, which is one of my favorite things when someone sends me my own tweet to me and said, "Respect your legends, bro." Um, yeah, Whoa. respect your legends, bro. So Robbie, Robbie is confirmed shook by his yes, legacy. Yes, yes. So leg legacy in question here, <laughs> and I just said, Robbie, you know, respect all. All due respect, this man's not a legend, Robbie. You should you should have responded. Tell Mason Gillis right. the same. Well, thing, Robbie but. came back. He said, "I'm kidding. I'm being sarcastic. How ridiculous, oh. you know." So I was like, "Robbie, you're off the hook." But I, no, I, we'll I was cut, I was no, I was we'll ready to part. bite the head off someone that was texting me about Jason Cable being a legend as a Tar Heel. He's not a Tar Heel. He's a spy. He was always a spy. And people forget this. Jeff Cable, that half court shot that he hit that they show before the Carolina Duke game every single year. They lost in overtime. So stop showing that shot as if Duke won the game. They lost. Uh, ran over. Uh, Capel's get out of my face. 100% frauds. Other than Jeff Capel, good basketball coach. Glad he's not at Duke. <laughs> that is the Capel uh, coaching. Meanwhile, situation is is hysterical because Jeff Capel goes to Durham and they try to cheer yes. for him. And Mr. K yells at his own student section and says, mm -hmm. "Don't do that." Yeah, stop, stop it. it, stop it, stop it, stop cheering yeah. for him. And then Carolina boos Jason Capel. 
And apparently that's not the move either. So you, I guess you're just neutral. Is that it? I think you, you just, just don't, can't, you can't I don't acknowledge think you say anything. I think I don't, just yeah, don't look him in the eye. You look away. Keep your head you look down. Away. <laughs> <laughs> don't make eye contact. It's like Medusa. Don't make don't eye look, contact. Yeah. Something bad could happen. Uh, I will again give credit to to Jeff Capel. I think he's done a great job with this Pittsburgh team. But Jason Capel, you're dead to me. <laughs> uh, number one on the fraud yes. power rankings. Orange Crush. Oh yeah. Um, if if you did not see the story last night. In Big Ten basketball, this is the this is the story in the Big Ten right now, along with the Purdue Boilermakers. Which, by the way, I have the I had these thoughts on Purdue. I thought we should talk about <laughs> real quick. Uh, did, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm joking. Uh, the story in Big Ten basketball right mm-hmm. now, Tate, is that the Orange Crush, the student section of the Illinois uh, Fighting Illini, um, they they put out a statement last night that they go on one road trip a year. They've been doing this for 20 years. Where they uh, take this, take the take the show on the road. They pick one game. They get some charter buses. They drive to the the other Big Ten school, and then they most likely, I assume, get seats at the top of the arena and bring like a student section to an opposing team's uh, arena and cheer on the boys. and And it's a whole fun thing for them. And they've been doing it forever. And they said that they bought two hundred tickets to the Iowa game this Saturday, and had them refunded. Uh, this was on Wednesday. They had them refunded uh, with with barely any notice whatsoever. And they were really upset about this because they lost, quote, nearly $6,000 is what they said early on in the statement. Then later in the statement, the actual total was $5,400. Almost 6000 Which they oh, It's right. almost 6000 They rounded up and um, set it down, but it's business, baby. They lost it because they they uh, they had their tickets uh, refunded and invalidated by Iowa, and in doing so, they they tried to cancel their charter buses. It was too late in the process. It's too close to the trip for the charter buses to get canceled. So now they have to eat almost six thousand dollars, or more accurately, five thousand four hundred dollars, um, and that's devastating to them because if you do the math for two hundred tickets, five thousand four hundred dollars to eat, that's like twenty seven dollars a person. That's, that's a, a lot, lot of money. money. That's 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 right. insane. So they're obviously in shambles <laughs> over twenty seven dollars per person. Um, it is it is catastrophic, and they're losing their minds. So they put out the statement. Obviously, everyone reads the statement, and their their first thought is this is disgusting by Iowa. Um, these kids just wanted to go to the game. Why why would you wait till the last second to invalidate these tickets? What the hell is going on? Shame on you, Gary right. Barta. Shame on you, Iowa. Get it together. Disgusting. Iowa waits like an hour maybe and they put out a statement or like, yeah, by the way, uh, those kids that, that, that tried to come to this game, they called us and they said they were at the boys and girls club of champagne. They lied. <laughs> That's the only reason they lied. That's the only reason we gave them the tickets. Um, once we found out they were not because we called the boys and girls club to, I assume that they didn't actually put this in the statement, but I assume Iowa called the boys and girls club to accommodate them because they were like, Hey, that's pretty cool, man. This is a, this is a good thing you're doing. Let's, uh, let's, let's help out as best we can. And then the boys and girls club was probably like, we have no idea what the hell you're talking about. Then they realized that it was an opposing student section trying to, to pull a fast one on them. So they invalidated, invalidated the tickets, took those same tickets, gave them to the Cedar Rapids boys and girls club of Iowa who are now going to the game and uh, they said the game is sold out, but best of luck to anyone trying to get in. <laughs> See you later. And that was it. And that was their statement. Like a, a big time mic drop situation. And 
I, I, I absolutely love the story because it's, it's a tale as old as time. It's like kids, kids being punks and being pranksters and trying to pull a fast one on the establishment. And in this case, they got caught. And, and as it turns out, Tate, sometimes your little prank doesn't work out and that's how it works, you know? And, and you just have to, you have to take the L I, I am very, very ashamed of the crush, not for trying to do this. Um, I, that's, that's why I, I tweeted my judgment. I said, I love the moxie from the crush. I absolutely do. I have no problem using the boys and girls club as a, as a, uh, a cover. Don't have a problem with that at all. I don't think that's unethical. I really don't. We'll get into the, to why later, but, uh, my issue is when you get caught, don't cry mm-hmm. about it. What, what you got to do is you got to be like, all right, yeah. you got me. And then immediately regroup talk it over and figure out another way to get in. So that way you can tell the story about the legendary time they thought they had us, but we got the ultimate last laugh. That's, that's how this is supposed to work. Not like, like it's like they were TP in a house and then the owner of the house walked out and was like, what the hell are you well, doing? And they're like, why, why you're not going to let us just continue to, we'd TP already decided house? we already Come bought on, the toilet man. paper. We're already we're here. Already, what do you mean? We're already, we're, you're not going to let kids oh, have some fun, <laughs> which goes back to like, there's, there's this, uh, you know, and look, I'm still in my twenties, so I can't really speak. Maybe I'm a part of it, but there's a sense of, you know, with, with the college students and the kids in their twenties these days, myself, maybe included, there's a sense where you yearn for the martyrdom of it all, you know? Like, like yeah, that's what exactly. this was. The orange crush wanted to put out there that like, woe is me. We've been doing this for 20 years. Like we, now we can't have any fun. Screw Iowa. They're soft. They're dodging. And really they just outplayed you. They outfoxed you, which they is, which you. is that that's that, par for the course. That's part of the game, baby. Sometimes the establishment is onto you. They're onto your scent. And look, I was in a fraternity in college when we went on, you know, informal, formal, we were a youth group. You know, we were in a fraternity. Yes. And if they, and if yeah, they followed up and called the church and, and they got us and they said, it turns out you aren't this church group and you're not coming here to, to do a, a tour with your choir and ring bells. <laughs> and, and you got caught. You say, hey, shake the hand. Tip of the cap. Yeah, you, got you got me. me. Yeah, and now let's call another me. place and see if we can stay there as this church group. And don't yeah, use dude. that same church because it's way too easy to find their phone number. You got to play the game. Yeah. You got to play the game. I think that's why I'm so disappointed is uh, it just feels like we we are facing as a nation, a tomfoolery crisis amongst our youth. And I like to believe that in my youth, we would just not, we we would simply not accept these results. And we would go back to the drawing board. Like if we were TPing a house and the guy walked out, we would take off running one. um, And then we'd come back and egg his house. Like we put poo on his porch. We'll do whatever we need to do. What are we doing? You do right. what you need to do to get right. the job done. You don't cry no. to the public and make up numbers and then like literally put 5013C in your we are 5013C organization. Like all this get out of here, dude. The, the the pity party was disgusting. It really was. It was shameful stuff. And I I respect the Orange Crush in the sense of uh, you know, like we we would play at Illinois. They were always fun and um they're right there behind the right by the uh, Great fans. uh visiting team bench. I got really familiar with man sitting on the end of the bench. You're right there next to all the students. I would talk to a lot of them sometimes, you know, and they would uh, talk shit to Ohio state and I would turn, I would like give them a thumbs up. I was like, that was a pretty good one. You know? And I, I liked the, the guys back in my era. I don't know what the hell's going on, but this is disgraceful behavior. And yeah, like in a perfect world, Iowa would let them go to the, it, it would be cool. It'd be fun to let these guys bring their student section into the arena, but also like, that is not how it usually works, which is why you have to come up with these disguises in right. the first place. If it was and that easy, that. then you wouldn't like, have called and been the Boys and Girls Club. Iowa's not the bad guy because show me one school in this country that would, to that would yeah. 
a, a very would be like, yeah, sure. Bring, are you sure you just want 200 students? Why not bring a thousand, bring them into our arena and cheer. You're, you're cheering for the other team, right? Yeah. Yeah. You're not going to cheer for Iowa. Okay. Perfect. Right. That's what we want. Right. Come on in. Come on in everybody. Um, no, it's stupid. Every school does that. And, and they know that this is part of the game, dude. I, 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 I hate this. I just, I hate this. I love, I love this because it's still my... college sports, but I hate it because of the way that it played out. And the fact that, you know, the crut. I love the story. I, yeah, I hate the the, the crush. Yeah. You could have easily won this too. You could you could have won yeah. this. Instead, you're taking a big fat L, and I will never. I I, I it's gonna it, I'm, it's gonna take me a long time to to trust right. the crush again. Dude. I, I think we I, as I a society, as the audience, like the rhetorical devices of martyrdom, have been worn on us. You know, it's worn thin. Yeah, it doesn't work anymore. Yeah. Uh, I, I will say though the the other side of it though the Iowa fans because like I, I I said I was on Iowa side and then Iowa people were like yes thank you scumbags <laughs> the crusher scumbags no, to no, use no, no. the boys and girls club uh you, you uh, there, there's a special place in hell for that and to that I say now calm <laughs> yeah, down whoa, everybody whoa, whoa. there are there are literally no right, victims right. in any of this it's not like it's not like these Illinois students went to the boys and girls club and just stole money out of their big, you know, uh, salvation army pot that like, you know, those, this was going to feed them or something, or like provide them on a fun trip to something, you know, they didn't steal money from the boys and girls club. They did not go there and look these boys and girls in the eye and say, I am going to get you a ticket to this. I will game, get very excited. And then at the last second they said, yeah, just kidding. Gotcha. We're using them. Like that wasn't what they did. They just simply called, and then the the Iowa people were like, "What organization are you with?" And they said, "Boys and Girls Club." And I don't have a problem with it. And I really don't. I, I don't, don't think either. that. I really don't even think that's unethical at all. They could have said they were with like, I don't know, like the a, a, a children's cancer hospital, and I still would feel the same way. That it's like I get the like visceral reaction to the story of being like, "What the fuck? Like you can't do that." But if you actually think about it, they're not taking any money from any of these people. They're right. not like, it's, and the Cedar not, Rapids it, Boys it, and Girls Club, they won. Like, like if, if you're yeah, Cedar Rapids, maybe send a thank you note to the Orange Crush. Say thank you so much. We had a great time at the game. It, we would never have been there without I don't, you. I don't think it was unethical of the Crush to try it. I don't think it was. I don't think it was a lame move by Iowa no. to to axe to to pull the tickets. I I think the game is the game, and the game was played, right. and Iowa won, and and they outfoxed Illinois, and that's how it works this time. And uh, in a perfect world, Illinois would have said, "We still have three days. Let's figure it out." And they would have figured it out. Instead, they cried to the internet, and for that reason, yeah. you're out. And don't you hate lose. the player, hate Get the out game. Of my face. I mean, you, you, you're yeah. mad about the game not going your way, and you try to manipulate us. You know that's the thing. They got out first. Yeah. They try to get ahead of it. They try to, but like you said, instead of doing the press release and spending all that time, let's spend our time finding out how to get in that building. Yeah. Also, I I, I do want to to uh, you have you have my full permission. Um, every student section listening, say you're with the Club Trillion Foundation. I will allow mm. it. If you want to, if you want to use a fake foundation, it's not, it's not even a fake foundation. It's a real foundation. <laughs> any, uh, any IRS agents listening? I promise. Yeah, they're like, you're like, got him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> got him. No, but if you want to, if you want to, uh, use a, if you want to do a little light fraud and say you're with the organization you're not with, I give you permission to use the club trillion foundation. Um, go ahead. I will not be mad. I promise. If, if, if you're worried that someone's going to call you a scumbag, uh, use my foundation. I, I, I give you permission. You can say you're, you're with, you're with the club trail. Cause we are, I'm a 501, uh, C3 or whatever, whatever it is, the nonprofit bullshit. I had to file all those papers. So there you go. Say you're, say you're with me and, and, and there you yeah. go. 
Next time it won't be as big. And if you need a fake church, call me. I mean, I I know I know plenty in the south. We'll figure it out. Um fun show. You got any shout outs? Honestly, shout out this weekend. College game day. I know it's been tough on you. I know everyone's mad at you that you're not going to Indiana. Um or you're not going to to St. Mary's Gonzaga. There's a lot of people up in arms about this. I agree with those people. Why are you going to Cameron Indoor? You should not be able to reward them for this, but um, I'm excited. Carolina Duke on Saturday. I will be watching. I lost a little luster uh, after watching the pit game and Jeff Capel and Jason Capel. I feel like I already played Duke, to be quite honest with you. Um, so it'll yeah. be interesting to see what Saturday looks like. I'm excited to see John Shire in his first game. I'm sure they'll do a whole feature about his first Carolina Duke game, unlike they did for Hubert Davis. But uh, shout out to this weekend. Got a lot of great basketball. And you're going to be in the building, right? Assembly Hall. I'm going to be in the building. Assembly Hall. Love that. I'm fired up for it, man. I uh, I, I said it last uh, last show, but I'll say it again. It is, uh, I don't know. It's it's it, Indiana lost at Maryland. I, I kind of saw that coming, to be honest. I don't think it. It, I, I guess technically it does take a little bit of luster away. If Indiana was on a seven-game win streak heading into this weekend against Purdue, it would certainly be a, a, an absolutely mammoth game. Um, I think it's still going to be. I still think the environment's going to be – because ultimately, Assembly Hall – I've said this before, uh, and, and, I, and I stick by it, Tate, that Assembly Hall is not the best arena in the country except when Indiana is playing like a top-five yeah. team – North Carolina, and usually. Indiana, yeah, yes, yeah, usually North Carolina. It's usually in the ACC Big Ten Challenge or right. Duke sometimes. Um, and Indiana is good enough to win, and Indiana, like the Indiana fans, feel good about their team going into the game. And it's not like a, uh, you know, like the Indiana's lost three in a row or Indiana's up and down type year. It's like Indiana's starting to buy. The fans are starting to buy into the team and believe that the team is great. Or, or pretty good, you know. Like so, so it, this set up to be a perfect example this Saturday. The Indiana's ranked twenty first. Um, Trace Jackson Davis has been playing well, and and there's talks about like he might be better needy. Kevin Willard said it, um, but Purdue's the number one team in the country. And and then you add the the fact that Purdue is also the rival. Obviously, uh, I'm pretty fired up to be there, man. I, and and to be there with my brother and my dad um, will be really cool because we've never done this before. And um, I kind of I, I told my dad that the other day, and he got. He didn't get emotional, but he was like, huh. He got like real reflective, like, huh. I guess we never have been to an IU Purdue game together in all these years. So uh, I think that got his juices flowing, which um, that's what it's all about. It's, 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 uh, that's why I love the sport. That's, uh, I, 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 I grew up, uh, you know, watching this game and it meant a lot to me. And I know that most of the country will probably care more about Carolina and Duke, but, uh, this game always meant a ton to me and it, it meant a ton to my family. And, uh, it'll be really cool to be, in assembly hall with my brother and my dad. And, uh, I don't know. I, my, my, my heart says, my heart says it plays out a lot like last year. I don't know who the Rob fantasy is going to be this time though. Um, Rob fantasy is not there to play out of his mind against Purdue, uh, at home and hit the game winning shot. But my heart says it's going to look a lot like that. My head Tate says that, uh, my head says that, that Edie, Edie gets TJD until early, and Indiana's just kind of reeling. I don't know. It's I don't I don't think it's going to be a blowout, but I could see Indiana being down like five or and Purdue keeping them at arm's length the whole game, and then they never really get over the hump, and then maybe they tie it late, but then Edie just or, or freaking Fletcher lawyer probably more likely hits a big goddamn it. 
Um, oh shit, <laughs> Tate, Tate's internet just went out. I think Tate's frozen. So uh, there you go. There, that's a that's an omen that it's time to stop the show. And I'm rambling all the way too much. Um, all right, that's the show. Uh, everybody have a great weekend. It's an absolutely loaded college basketball slate. Uh, as most weekends are, but rivalry weekend. St. Mary's, Gonzaga, don't forget about that one. Indiana, Purdue, uh, Carolina. Now that Tate's not here anymore, I'll say Carolina, Duke, I guess. I guess that matters. But, uh, yeah, have, everybody have a great weekend. Uh, we will do the same, and we'll see you on the other side.